Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiding from the rest of your family, I think you're doing great. Today, we are going to catch up with Fran in England and check in on how she's been since we last talked. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Fran. Hi, how are you? It's so good to see you. And you. It's been a while. It has been a while. Can you please remind people what your question was when you were on Should I Quit? So I was asking whether I should quit trying to get better from a chronic illness. Yeah. So trying to get back to the activities and the things and the person I used to be before, or should I let that go and accept who I am with the illness? And we decided that you should definitely quit. Yes. Trying to be the person you were before. We did decide that, yes. How has that been going? It's a process. It's, I can say it's been a year since we spoke. And during that year, I have, well, I've done a few things that have moved me towards that acceptance. I've actually sold some of my equipment. Like I had a really nice road bike, which I wasn't able to use. So I sold that to a friend. Mm -hmm. I've recently just sold some of my triathlon kits. So I had some club sort of outfits for triathlon. So I've just sold those. And those things feel like sort of tangible moves towards accepting that I'm not that person anymore. And I may never be that person. And that that's okay. And it feels sort of good to let those things go. That's great. So, yeah, but I mean, I, it's still difficult sometimes. I, I, every now and then I think, oh, I could download the Couch to 5K app and go running. And um, <laughs> and then I have to sort of rein myself back in and think, no, stick with the yoga for now. Yeah. Um, and maybe build up to that at some point. But Yeah. And are you in conversation with a healthcare professional to help set those boundaries or are these like internal boundaries that you're sort of battling? I am speaking to someone now, but also in the last year... 
I've been part of a, a group. So in the NHS in the UK, it's a bit of a complicated system. Different areas fund different things differently. So everyone, it depends on where you live, what sort of treatment you get. But in my area, they fund through the health service, like group therapy. Oh, wow. So it's like eight sessions of like a, a group with other people who we all had chronic fatigue, ME, long COVID. And it was all about managing symptoms, adapting to your new life. So that was really, really useful because it was some it was some sort of therapy through acceptance and commitment therapy. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with that. But it also meant that I met other people yeah. in my local area yeah. with similar issues. So that was awesome as well. And I've made some friends through that group. But it was it was a limited time frame. So it was just sure. the, the bit that was funded was eight sessions. So I'm now seeing a psychiatrist individually, just paying for it myself. So yeah, but it re- it does help. It really helps. Otherwise, I have a tendency to kind of go off and do things and think, oh, I, I set myself goals that aren't necessarily realistic, and I get a bit over enthusiastic. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, so you haven't just sold a few items. You've like really found an accountability community and um, a community of care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of the main things that I enjoyed about the group was engaging with other people who, I mean, everyone's lives are different, but we all had sort of an understanding of what each other was going through and we could offer each other support and community. And I found that so valuable. That's amazing. Yeah. You mentioned that parts of it are hard. How how would you describe the sort of stickiness around what's hard? I want to do things. What I really, yeah. I, I want to do the things that I enjoy. And there are other things that I enjoy doing, but I really do love being out in the mountains, in the elements and running. And I miss pushing my body and seeing what I can physically achieve. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's difficult to see other people still doing that. So, yeah. you know, within my friendship group, there are lots of people who are sort of fit and healthy and they still go out and run up mountains and cycle in races and and so I enjoy that they can do those things and I really, I'm happy for them, but also there's still a little bit of me that sort of thinks, oh, I wish I could do that. You know, I look at people's photos and I think, oh, I wish I was there or it's, it's difficult. And it, I think it is a process. I'd be pissed at the world. I'd be like, are you flipping kidding me? I have one life. This is one of the <laughs> things in this like difficult world that I love doing and you fucking took it away from me. But I can also imagine other feelings. Yeah, I think I've gone through an angry phase. Okay, and I think great. now it's more of a wistful feeling. Okay. Of, oh, I used to be able to do that. I wish I could do it now. Maybe in the future I can be able to do it again. So it, it's less intense now. Okay. But it's still got that sort of tinge of sadness to it as well. I mean, it really sounds like a grief process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is, yeah. And I think that, you know, what we're understanding about grief processes more and more is just how circular they are or spiral shaped they are, right? Like maybe the extremes aren't as hard, but there are still angry moments and sad moments and moments of acceptance. And Yeah, definitely. It, it, I don't think there's an end point. I don't think right. there'll be a point at which I can say, yes, I have accepted <laughs> my chronic illness. Right. I don't know how I would define that moment when I say, yes, I have accepted it, but I'm yeah. I'm trying to. And it's something I'm moving towards, I think. I'm incredibly impressed with you and happy happy for you that you found this community. And it's really hard what you're doing. 
It is, but it, it is easier with other people who are on a similar journey. That's what yeah. I've found is to share it with others who understand some of what you're going through. And with the professionals that led the group as well, they were yeah. incredibly empathetic and they had some really helpful pointers. And in fact, one of the things that really helped me was thinking about my values. So instead of thinking about activities in terms of what I can and can't do, so thinking about what, why did I do those activities? What did I get out of them? How did they play into my personal values? Yeah. And what other things can I do to replace that? Instead of saying, I want to go for a run, think about, well, I loved running because I loved being outdoors. Well, how can I be outdoors with the chronic illness and within my limitations? I can still achieve those values. I can still live within those values without doing that activity. Does that make sense? That's beautiful. Well, thank you for taking the time to reconnect with us. It's really lovely to see your face. Thank you for having me back on. I've always wondered what happened to people who's been on your show. So I'm really excited about this. (laughs) This was another special episode of Should I Quit? We'll talk to you tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.